Good afternoon. Welcome back to the People's Podcast. Long time no listen. We know school's been stressful, but something that's been even more stressful, the current state of WWE. Blair and I are going to be talking about the disaster that is Raw, the disaster that is SmackDown, and the glimmers of hope that are NXT and AEW. In the process, we're also going to be making our predictions for the Elimination Chamber, and we're going to be talking about AEW Revolution last Saturday. We're sadly sans producer Piercy today, so Blair's behind on the booth. He's going to make his way into the room. We're going to have a nice little chat. Hello! What is going on? Uh, some sad news. Blair is sick right now. Yes, I uh, apologize if I sound a little funny today. Yeah, you always sound funny. That is very true. Not as funny as you look, though. Oh, wow. That's funny. Even better. <laughs> I, I see the jokes. This time away has not improved your jokes. Oh, no, no, no. They're only getting worse, Blair. <laughs> but something that's been just as bad as my jokes. Monday Night Raw of late. Honestly, I uh, I didn't really mind it. I thought there was some good stuff. Um, I liked the last segment. Which we'll touch upon. Oh yeah, we baby steps, baby steps before we get there. Ah, we can kick it right off with uh, the Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out to do their uh, typical promo, their spiel. Um, You know what? Yeah, I actually I didn't mind this too much because I like Drew McIntyre so much. Yeah, and um, Heyman is just very good at getting the crowd amped up and pissed off, and he's, he's obnoxious. Yeah, and it's he can still get a crowd very upset by calling somebody a bitch. Yeah. And as soon as he said it, people were starting to boo, and then the fact that he tried to cut them off booing yeah. made them even more upset, and Drew immediately came out. The fact that they've so quickly been able to turn Drew McIntyre into this incredible baby face is it's really, really, good. really impressive. I like um, I like the route that they're going, that they're not trying to make him like a, oh, look at me, I'm that kind of baby face heel, smiles and rainbows. Like, he's intense. Yeah. Like, and he's angry, and that's... They, wrestle, wrestling needs more badass faces. Yeah, like an Austin... You can't replicate Austin, You can't replicate but, Austin. They tried doing that with Becky Lynch, but that was more Becky Lynch herself. Uh, we'll get to that. You're not... I don't know how people are going to react, but we'll get to that. Oh, interesting. That's a, <laughs> that's a nice cliffhanger you yeah. had there, Blair. But uh, I was I was pumped with uh, McIntyre not saying a word, and Just, Brock trying to do his little fake-out thing that he's done every time he faces a big guy. And Drew just put him on his ass three separate times. Yeah, that was great. I also liked uh, the reveal of uh, Brock's tramp stamp. Oh, we've had that for a while. Kill them all. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that way, like, a long time ago and always just kind of never mentioned it because I like Brock and that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them all. It's uh Interesting. Interesting placement for a tattoo. Or just tattoo in general. Yeah. Well, again, and this is then again, this is coming from a guy with a giant knife on his chest. But there is a real reason behind that one. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's an ugly tattoo. It's I, an ugly tattoo, I, but it's more for him. It's not for us. I can't say that to his face, or he'd beat he would crap out he, of yeah, me. Yeah, he, he would kill you. Yeah, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I liked I liked uh, that segment how Drew came back out and was saying, you know, call me a bitch one more time. I dare you. Doubt me at mania. I dare you. I, I I like this. Like I'm pretty sure, I'm about ninety percent sure Drew's taking this. I hope so. I hate part-time champions. 
But if you actually look at the statistics, Brock's been here quite a bit for 2020. I know it's still early the dude in 2020. hasn't wrestled a match on Raw. He hasn't wrestled a match on Raw since 2002. Yeah. So I just <laughs> like champions that show up every week and wrestle. I'm fine. I'm honestly cool. Uh, like AEW does this with Jericho. He doesn't wrestle every week. He's just there. He was in a tag team match this past week. I know, but he doesn't wrestle every week. Yeah. Which is fine. Like he's there. His presence is there. He makes it known, which we don't but always need is, to see Jer- them. Yeah, but Jericho's part of ongoing storylines. He's well, he's even part of storylines that he's not in because of the inner circle. That's true. Oh, okay, yeah, that that's true. Paul doesn't really have anybody else that he can. Yeah, it would be totally different if, like, the Paul Heyman guys, which they tried doing with Cesaro and yeah, and Jack uh, Swagger, Jack Swagger. That that just really didn't pan out. Oh, not out. Jack Swagger. No, because Cesaro was, broke up from right and Zeb Coulter. And Zeb Coulter. That's right. Good old Zeb. Whoa. I would have. Uh, yeah, Ethan just broke the mic. Um, <laughs> I would have. Le- I think I'm gonna move on to another mic. Give me one second. I um, I would have really liked to have seen the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match happen by now, or at the very least, even have Bobby Lashley be the new or, or another Paul Heyman guy. Because like, could you imagine Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar both as um both as Paul Heyman guys on the same side? That would be a, a sight to behold. That would be very interesting. Bobby Lashley and Paul Heyman. I don't really know if they're not really doing anything with Bobby Lashley right now, which is kind of interesting. Maybe I think he's hurt. Lashley, because he was part of that triple threat, like number one contenders match, and then he's completely like not been on TV. When when was his last match? I know he was in that triple threat, and he was in Saudi Arabia, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there for that. He was there. He was part of the um, the, the gauntlet thing. Yeah, I don't think he's done anything since. No, he didn't. He hasn't had a match since. We haven't seen Lana or him. But you're not going to see one or the other without the other. So I'm kind of happy I haven't seen Lana and Lashley. Yeah, that's that's not <laughs> like it's kinda, always great seeing kinda, Lana, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, she's going to talk. Yeah, I prefer Rusev. I might. Where's he? Oh, he. Uh, have nothing he, for him. Yeah, he didn't go to Saudi, right? Yeah. Yeah, he turned that down. Good for him. Yes. Good for him. We're not even going to... We're spending too much time thinking about this right now. <sighs> it was a... Oh, oh. I don't know. Let's, what let's not get political on this podcast. <laughs> We're not going to touch bases there. Um, but, yeah, I, I like... Um, I, I'm liking where this McIntyre-Lesnar angle is going. It's only been a week, really, that we've seen a real build, but... There was there was some build before. Yeah, we saw Brock it's drop started Drew. At the Rumble. Yeah. Um, that's true. It did start at the Rumble. I'm curious to see what Brock's gonna do next week or the week after. If he's gonna, you know, come back and hit. I could see him running up behind Drew, and attacking him because, I think he was thinking like, oh, I can take Drew. He's nothing, and then got sold it like he got knocked out, which I loved. Yeah, it all just seems too predictable for me. Well, you know what we thought Brock was gonna or Roman was gonna beat Brock. Yeah. How now, wrong now, were we there? Now we know who Roman's gonna beat at Mania, though. <sighs> we're gonna get to, to that. Next. We're gonna get to that. Moving on to the next segment. <laughs> um, we had the Street Profits coming out. Uh, their last opportunity to win the Raw Tag Team Titles against Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Don't, don't. 
I don't care. It sounds ridiculous just calling him Murphy. He's not RoboCop. No, but he was just Murphy when he was with Blake. I don't care. Buddy Murphy sounds way better than just, hey, Murph. Like, I can't help but think of... Honestly, I'd prefer them give him a different first name than just call him Murphy. Like, if Vince's logic is that, oh, Buddy isn't an intimidating first name, just give him a different first name. Well, I, f- I feel like it's when you do that, like, you you have to either stick with his first name or last name now because... It's, it's almost as stupid as when they called Mustafa Ali Ali for a little bit. Or when they changed the Viking Raiders to... Uh, Eric and Ivar. Yeah. The Viking experience. <sighs> Yeah, they weren't even happy with the Viking experience, so... Um, yeah, Murphy is now the disciple experience. Yeah, really. Yeah. I didn't like... I hate when they do that, when they take away a guy's name. And I realized this happened a few weeks ago, but we haven't had the opportunity to address it. It's in a couple it. cases. Like, I think Rusev sounds better than Alexander Rusev. And Antonio Cesaro. To Cesaro. But guys like Andrade Cian Almas, I don't have a problem with that. I like. Well, you don't need the Cien. Okay, call him Andrade Almas. Yeah, or just Cien Almas. Like, Cien Almas. But um, I don't like single names. Yeah, I don't think Murphy it works. should be Buddy Murphy. Or if they were going to make him Definitely. a different... If they didn't want to go with Buddy, why would they go through the whole cruiserweight yeah. era with him as Buddy and then just be like, you know what, you're on the main roster? Let's make a quick prediction. Which guy is losing their first name next? Uh, Humberto. Oh. Guarantee it. It's just going to be Carrillo. I'm thinking Garza. I think he's just going to be Garza. I don't know. Angel Garza just has that heel ring to it. That's why I think Vince is going to get rid of it. <sighs> I could see it because he's hot right now, and he's so damn good. Yeah. Eddie he's... vibes. Eddie vibes. Yeah. More than Andrade. Yes. Like, I think Andrade is a better wrestler, but... CN, or uh, sorry. Garza's got the better charisma. Yeah, I agree. But that and whole, not not to discount Garza as a wrestler because he's still a really he's good. He's still amazing. He is one of the best like cruiserweights that they have yeah. easily, and like fits in with the main roster as we're seeing week after week. But we'll talk about him more when we get to his. Yeah, when we get to his segment. But um, yeah, I liked uh, the Street Profits. You know, they got the crowd behind them early on, as they always do with their promo, which was great. Um, I was thinking, like, what the hell is this? Like, they're just gonna lose. Why should we? Why should we care? But then they won. But then they won, and we're like, "Ooh, like, good." I'm, I, I'm, I was losing it. Like some of the things, um, like what was that one? Oh, you're right. When uh, the AOP gets involved, yeah. And then, um, who did they chase out of the re- KO? KO, because he hit Seth with the stunner. Yes. And then that's what led to the one. Yeah. Well, um, Angelo Dawkins when he like trucked buddy murphy into the bell area i think they're the next to lose their names street profits dawned on me yeah they're gonna be one names because vince loves making them one names for tag teams ah but montez ford like ford and dawkins ford that just sounds like two cars montez angelo and montez the street profits that's that's, Uh, that's that actually does sound like something he would do now that you say it out loud i hope not because angelo dawkins and montez ford just god they're just so good together um but i th- i thought it was great like that um that frog splash that ford hits he has the best frog splash currently in wrestling all of wrestling yeah he gets some damn height he gets height <laughs> like he gets even, even when he does like top 
topes to the outside. Yeah, he, he gets way over the top. Way, and he always lands them. He almost like overshoots it. Yeah, I know. Like he gets so much air. The dude could probably dunk it on a twelve foot. <laughs> I would believe it. I would get, bet you he's got some kind of vertical man. Yeah. But we have new tag champs. All, for the good. Very good. I prefer actual tag teams. I am. All, I feel a little bad for guys like you know the War Raiders and AOP. Yeah, like I think. Um, but I have to say, sorry to cut you off. I love Seth Rollins' gimmick right now. Oh my god, it's great! I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like it's comical, but you're also invested. You're like, man, this is so different. Like he's doing the cult shit that Bray should have been doing. Yeah. Well, Bray had it's a, not really a cult. It's more like it's kind of a cult. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing it right. Yeah. He's doing it really, really well. I love, I love how he goes and shakes fans' hands too. Like, oh, as if he's blessing now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, they gave him that nickname, like the Monday Cross Night Messiah, well, the CrossFit, CrossFit Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, hey, they made it work. Yeah. So it's, it's so funny, and now how on his Titan Tron, it's got like the. It's got stained glass image of him as if he's Jesus. So funny. <laughs> I think it's great. I think yeah. that's that's working. Uh, but we're gonna get that rematch on Sunday. I know why they they <laughs> specifically got rid of the rematch clause a couple years ago. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, they did. It wasn't a couple years ago. It was not. It was like six months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got rid of the rematch clause, and now we're seeing these guys face off for the third time in eleven days. Well, the Street Profits, uh, they got their rematch. Why did they? Why? Get Why did they get their rematch? Did they lose of... clean in Saudi? I didn't watch it. I didn't see it either. But even regardless, if, even if they did lose, how did they earn another match? They just get another match, and then Seth going backstage saying, "We're getting our rematch." It's like, well, why? What why you, you don't deserve a rematch? Yeah, like how about AOP I, get a chance? I love the way AEW does it. You lose the match, you're at the bottom. You're at the, the back, and they hold. Yeah, like. You go to the bottom of the rankings. You're not no longer number yeah. one contender. The way AEW's sort of done it is, okay. You know what? No, I'm not going to spoil it until we get to AEW. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't really get why. Honestly, have a number they, one contenders tournament or battle royal or something. NXT's doing that. NXT's having a number one contenders ladder match for the no, women. for the women's yeah number one contender match. Um. I also, I'm going to make an early prediction for Mania. I'm saying the Street Profits are going to win it Sunday. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet too. And I think I, I it would be very cool and quite a scene to see um, the Street Profits have a victory at WrestleMania because they would go nuts with the crowd. Yeah, that'd be great. But I feel like that's when AOP is going to win. I think it's going to be a multiple person tag team. Yeah, and that's why I, I think, think AOP will still win. In there too. And maybe one more, but I can't Who think. Else? The the OC? Oh, maybe. Yeah, true. Because I don't think they're going to have anything else for yeah. Mania. Yeah, that could be a fatal four way tag team match. And that then, could totally happen. Oh, man, because I just. That would be a good match. Those, that would be a good match. Those eight? I think that would be a good mix. A lot of big men. Athletic big men. Yeah. So I'm um, fingers crossed that happens at Mania. I think that would be a good one, but that's just my pre- early, early prediction. All right, next segment. That's <sighs> enough talking about this. This is this is uh, Ricochet uh-huh. and Rick Moss. Riddick. Riddick. Who cares what his name is? 
that he jobbed to a 24-7 champion to a guy that the crowd chanted, who are you? And that just proved it. I got his name wrong. Riddick Moss. Like, oh, uh, and then the fact that they tried to downplay his burial at Saudi, like, you know, he fought as hard as he could. You know, he he took it to Brock Lesnar. He didn't get one shred of If you ask this. Vince and Vince says he has nothing for you, ask for your release. And when it comes to Ricochet, the fact that he's given up on Ricochet. Ask for your release. He doesn't deserve, he deserves so much better. He should not be there anymore. And I saw, I think it was Booker T who said, you can't just completely rely on your athleticism. You need some character. And, right. and I agree. He doesn't Ricochet have, doesn't have that much character. Then give him a manager. Well, he's just not very good on the mic. Yeah, give him a manager. Brock I, isn't the best on the mic. Brock is Paul Heyman. Yeah. I would, uh, I would, I've always wanted to see Ricochet as a heel. He did a little bit of heel work in Lucha Underground, but then again, he was under a mask. Yeah, I want to see him as a heel. With, I, like, not quite what um, what Pac does in AEW, but uh, like they... I don't think he could pull off that. Not that kind of heel, but just kind of like an arrogant, like, ah, oh, man, I'm untouchable in this ring. Because he really so is. like the... How cocky he was in his Velveteen Dream rivalry. Yes. When he just dove out of the ring and he was like, prove it. Or if you... Keep him as a face, just have him be a cocky face. I feel like that would still translate over into a heel. Okay, you can you can have like, but, Becky Lynch as a cocky, cocky, confident face. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. I just I just don't understand how they don't have anything for a guy like Ricochet. It just it blows the mind. Honestly, have him revitalize the cruiserweight division if you don't have anything for him. Well, that's. You put him in the cruiserweights, he's gonna be he's gonna do what Pac did when what Buddy Murphy did. He's just gonna run through him. Or he should at least. Yeah. But honestly, if you've got nothing for him, have him run that division. Simple, like at least something. Just give him something to do. He's something. The best high flyer in the company currently. And you have nothing for him, that's pretty bad. Ridiculous. Very. And the fact that you're putting guys like Riddick Moss over him. That's that's ridiculous. Like why? There's no builder. If you're gonna have someone beat Ricochet, have someone impressive beat Ricochet. Have him put on a con- competitive match and have him lose. Yeah, not to somebody that we've only seen three times on TV. Yeah, and who won the title by rolling up Mojo Rawley and then running away. And then running away. I just while we're on that, they suspended the twenty four seven rules for that match, and then after it ended, nobody came down. Like every other 24-7 match, nobody else came down. I was like, oh. I'm still waiting for my EC3 run with the title. Oh, we've already had it. That was for like two seconds. That's all he gets. (laughs) Listen, us Ethans, we got to stick together. Yeah, well, your last name isn't Carter, all right? Yeah, but we're both Ethans. (laughs) Well, one of you is on a lot of steroids, so. And the other one's EC3. (laughs) Um, That's that's enough about this segment. uh, Next, we had... Ah, a very disappointing segment. I thought we were gonna, we all thought we were gonna get Alistair Black versus AJ Styles until Black had to run the gauntlet of the OC. He obviously beats them. Yeah, and then loses to AJ. Yeah, and just gets run over by AJ. And that was I was thinking when they were when they announced that I was like, that's a pay per view match. It shouldn't be on Raw. Yeah, but it was just now that it's at. On Sunday, it's yeah. just kind of like it's no DQ at Sunday, so you know we know we all know what's going to happen. We all know the Undertaker's going to interfere. Yeah, he pinned 
AJ. Or no, um, he pinned uh, Black with the with the Taker pin. Honestly, I would have had Alistair Black beat Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows, or have him beat Carl Anderson and then Luke Gallows. Don't put AJ in there. Don't spoil this pay per view. Yeah. Don't spoil Sunday. But I think they keep the fans wanting that match and then give it to them at the pay per view. What's the point of wasting it on Raw? In that kind of form, in too. In that kind of form. But I think they're, I'm just going to speculate, their thinking was so that AJ could do that style pin to set up Mania. Then have AJ face someone else. I agree. This Alistair and AJ match should be like a world title main event match. Like, that's how good these guys are. Or have Alistair it. team with two people. Have him team with the, the Viking Raiders to face AJ and the OC. In triple threat or yeah, a six three man, man. six-man tag. And then AJ can do the... The Undertaker pin on one of the Viking Raiders. You don't have to bury Aleister Black like that. It's not really burying him, but you know what? You he hasn't even... had a pinfall loss on the main roster. And now he's now he's defeated. Now he's defeated. You. Granted, though. Granted, though. In in NXT, they did. He did lose a fatal four way match, so his undefeated streak was over. But his one on one, yeah, was no, it's, still. It's stupid. It's dumb. But. But he is going to get the win on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I anticipate him getting the win, but it's dumb. It's dumb giving him that pinfall loss, especially on Raw. If you're going to have him take a pinfall loss, have it on a pay-per-view. And in, a, in a big match. In a big match. It's just... It, it kind of deflates dumb. him. It's pointless. It aggravates me because I love Aleister Black, and I want him to be a future WWE or Universal Champion. And losses like this, it just doesn't make sense from a booking perspective. It hurts him. It hurts him. It hurts him more than it helps him. It, yeah. And I, we know where they're going to go with yeah, it, but part, part of the mystique of him is, oh, he's this badass, unbeatable, unbeatable guy, and you just showed he's beatable. Yeah, granted, he, yeah, but uh, we know and, uh, there's stupid yeah, we're logic. Gonna, we're going to talk about another unbeatable guy who faced a loss at a Super Showdown when we get to SmackDown. Oh, I was like, who are you talking about? But uh, yeah, it just smacked me right back in the face. <laughs> um, moving on, we had Liv. Taking on Ruby, Liv Morgan, sorry, taking on Ruby Riot with Sarah Logan, special guest referee. It's a Riot Squad reunion. Reunion. And it was all basically, like, I, you should know who's winning the Women's Elimination Chamber. That could not be more obvious. There's another. Say it out on three. We'll say it on three. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Sarah Logan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Natalia. Oh yeah, man, we know we know Shayna Baszler's gonna yeah. win. Yeah, um, but they have this. We obviously have the Liv and Ruby storyline subplot. Yeah, that's probably it's gonna. A Sarah, it's a Sarah Logan. It's a complete Riot Squad subplot right now. I don't even think Sarah Logan's really even a part of it. Well, she is now. Ah, eh, I still even got the vibes like after. Um, She's gonna end up picking a side. I don't want her even involved in this. She's way worse than both of them. I don't know. Just put her with the Viking Raiders. She has almost the look. Like, she's halfway there to the look. She's married to one of them. She's married to Killian. No, no, that's Ruby. That's Nikki Cross. She's married to Ro. Yes. So, I don't even know what his actual new name is. Eric. He's Eric? Yes. I still just call him. I I call call him Ray Ro. Ro and Hanson, too. I just just feel like Sarah Logan. I don't like the pick. For the women's elimination chamber, I think they could have picked so many better options. Like Sarah Logan's in it, Woo. but 
I'm I'm excited to see Ruby and Liv really fight in the chamber. Yeah. I like that storyline, and I'm pumped to see where it goes at Mania. I think that'll get on the card at Mania. Ruby and Liv? Yeah. That'll be pre-show. No, I doubt it. There is no percent chance that match makes the main card. Depends on what other matches we have, because no. if there's a Cruiserweight title... Oh, that, wait, no, that's that's, that's, that's NXT, though. Yeah. So never mind. You're right. That could be pre-show. That's 100% pre-show. That's, that could be the first or second, that and third or fourth pre-show. That and the matches is going to be pre-show. <laughs> I don't even know which one I'd, I'd rather because both... I want to see the Street Profits on the main card and I want to see uh, Miz and Rollins. Miz or and Miz Morrison. and Morrison, sorry. Miz and Morrison. But it's going to be like a seven-hour show. I know. I'm pumped. I can't wait. I Monday's going to so hurt. I so exhausted. At the end of last year's Mania. Oh, I was most certainly not. But that's... Oh. Here, no, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody knows what Blair was just talking about. Nobody knows the trouble. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Liv gets the win by roll-up, and then that's Sarah cool. drops Liv right after, saying every woman for themselves, as if... We didn't know that already. Sure, whatever. I, I'm fine with the roll-up victory. I don't. Well, who really? What's what's? I don't really care. Yeah, it, it it doesn't mean anything. And then the biggest reveal, probably, of the millennium, possibly of the century. This excited me. <sighs> we got a giant spider from. Woo! It's a spider. It's a spider. It is a giant mechanical <laughs> tarantula, and. I, I don't love think, it so much. I love that he picked it up and the arms are like moving like Blair, you don't understand how much more I love this gimmick now <laughs> because of how obviously fake the spider is. I, I can't tell if you're being serious or if you're I, I love it in a in an ironic type of way. In that I realize it's a shit show. <laughs> it's like you know how you whenever you see a car crash on the side of the street, you stop and you wanna watch it. Like yeah. you wanna see you wow. know what it is. You know yeah. it. I want to see this now every week <laughs> because of how like, No Way Jose and all the dancers were so terrified of it, but it was so obviously fake. Yeah. It's it, just, it's, it's so, like Gene Snitsky kicking babies type bad. It's yeah. so funny. It's huge. Like it's, it's so big that it's not, it's the size of our head. It's hilarious. I wonder, I think they might even turn him baby face now with this. No. <laughs> I think you can turn him baby face because if we hear that theme from Eric, dun, dun, tsh, and then we're going to be like, dude, there's a fake mechanical spider with you. So much. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to try to do like Jake Roberts type, like putting the spider on someone after oh, he pins them. Don't give them any ideas. They're going to do it. Watch them do that. And it like, try and crawl but it just malfunctions and sparks <laughs> they have him bite ricochet and the next week he comes back as spider-man he's in yeah uh, red and blue oh my god with webbing all over oh, him no. <laughs> i hope that doesn't happen um i wouldn't be surprised but then uh next we had Kyrie zane taking on Shayna baser um, it was a good way to show. Okay, I prefer it over her face in Oscar. Because we should save that. Yeah, we need to save Oscar's that. Oscar's hurt right now. So exactly, and much. we've seen this match. If anybody who's an NXT fan, they've seen this match a few times. So yeah. I was like, uh, I wasn't really pumped for that. Yeah, we had. Uh, I wasn't really thrilled. That yeah, Kyrie I mean, Zane. The 
the joint manipulation part by Shayna Baszler was kind of cool. I love, I love. That's a big part on why I like her. I love when she does that. Yeah, but all in all, it's it was Shayna Baszler isn't the best um, move set wise wrestler. She just she does She's the not that sort of UFC style. Type. Yeah, but um, I, the fans weren't really invested in her, but they don't really know Shayna Baszler yet. Yeah. They're going to when she wins the Mania. Elimination Chamber is make or break for her. I think she's going to come out last and just run through everybody. Or she's going to come out first and run through everybody. I could see that too. Either way, she's running through the whole, all of them. And then at Mania, she's going to be Becky. Uh, I think Liv Morgan's going to go flying off like the top of the chamber. Like a dive onto all yeah. of them? Yeah, I could see one of them. Someone. D- I think Liv Morgan's going to do it. Yeah, she's the smallest out of. Uh, yeah, she's the smallest. She's probably I the biggest high flyer out of everyone in that match. Yeah, because Kyrie Zane isn't in this match. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been her. Uh, Becky was on commentary. I'm over Becky. Really? So over Becky. I can't wait for her to just shut up. I don't like the sunglasses. I hate. I'm not into it anymore. When she brought out that bag of money and was like, "Here, pay the fine," I was like, "Nope, you lost me. I don't give a shit. The, the king, I don't care." The king stuff is kind of dumb too. The king stuff? Where she dressed up like a king. Oh, with the crown? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just done. I'm over her. I've gone too gimmicky with her. Yeah, I just don't... I'm not into it anymore. I don't... I think it's run its course, and I think it's just too much to the point... Too much now? She's uh, she sort of jumped a shark. Yeah, I think she just had... She's had her time, and her time has been a full year. Actually, this has been all the way since uh, SummerSlam yeah. of last year. Her time is up. My time is now. Shayna's time is now. You can't see me. Shayna's going to snap her. My time is now. I hope. It's the franchise, boy. She's going to bite her. And then we had Rey Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo. That is going to be one hell of a fatal four-way when they do that. Because that's going to end up being a fatal four-way match. I can feel it. Oh, at Mania. I was like, what are you talking about? It was a tag team match with Andrade and Garza. Of that tag team match, that's going to be one hell of a fatal four-way when that happens. At Mania? Yeah. Oh... Okay, I could see that. Um, it was a good match, though. Yeah. We knew it was going to be a good match. Uh, though. Welcome back to Andrade. Dang, yes, I missed him. Yes. It's been about time. Stay uh, off the drugs. Or whatever he was doing. Yeah, whatever you were doing. I don't know what he did, or but yeah, just stick around, dude. He's good. He's, so He's good. very good. And I don't know what they're, they're going to keep Garza up here, because he was just filling in, really, for... I hope so. But is he going to stay He's back really in NXT? Impressed. He could stay up till Mania and then go back down after. I really hope there's a spot for him because he is really impressed. But I want him to stay in NXT a little longer because he's really killing it there too. I think he just needs to build it up a little Spoil more. Spoil us and put him on both. Well, like they did with Alistair and Ricochet last year. Yeah. And then they brought them up full-time after Mania. And yeah, look where that went. Hey, Ricochet was US champion at one point. What do you do with it? Yeah, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> they had a nice rivalry with AJ Styles. They had some good matches. They did have some good matches, but didn't go anywhere after that, which is their fault. Yeah, and Aleister Black ha, still hasn't uh, done anything really. Yeah, he had squash matches and was waiting for people to knock on his door. Some really good matches with Cesaro, but not one good rivalry. No, like, and we're get uh, this AJ one isn't even going to turn into a rivalry because it's just a, a backseat to Undertaker. Yeah. But yeah, it was a solid match. I I liked them. Um, I'm still trying to connect with Humberto. I don't like his hair. 
I really don't like... Yeah, his hair sort of bugs me. His hair doesn't fit him, and his voice does not fit his face. Well, he doesn't speak great English. No, it's just his deep, aggressive yell when he, like, gets on the top oh. rope. Yeah, and then you look at his face, and you're like, have you hit puberty yet? Yeah, are you... What, 16, 15? Yeah, but so... But he's he's uh, he is growing on me. He's getting uh, yes. he's getting a connection with the crowd. It's so nice. it's smart to pair him with Rey Mysterio. It's very smart, especially because they had that little intertwining there, where um, Garza took out Rey and Carrillo. Yes. So it's smart to do this for a rivalry. Have the four Spanish people fight for the U.S. title. I think I never even really noticed that. Yeah, that's actually a really cool thing. Imagine if uh, I I'm not sure if Angel Garza's. From the st- uh, he must be from Mexico, because he English is his second language. Regardless, then he's Rey a- Mysterio would be the only American fighting for the U.S. title in that match. Te- yeah, technically, because he's born in America. He's born in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the final segment. Beth Phoenix cuts her promo on Randy Orton's actions. Randy Orton comes out and cuts the promo of the century. Well, first of all. The fact that Randy gets on the turnbuckle to like, okay, Beth, you know, start going ahead. I was like, that's such a like a dick move. Yeah, like, oh, Jesus, you're going to talk. All right. And then he gets up off the turnbuckle and everyone's like, oh, whoa, whoa. No, don't. Yeah. And it's like, yo, he just stood up and people popped. Yeah. Like he is probably the hottest thing in WWE right oh, now. Oh, definitely. It's Other than the, Edge. Well, it's intertwined yeah it's, it's those two it's the rivalry right now that i'm the most emotionally invested in absolutely because it's got that perfect blend of nostalgia past and the present past and the present and it's got that current feel like i i said this to you earlier earlier in the week i love how randy's like gaslighting beth phoenix he's making her feel like it's your fault yeah. Like, he's making her feel, it's your fault, Edge is hurt. Yeah, like, you you encouraged him to, yeah. he's a, a, a... She's an enabler. What did he call? Enabler. No, Edge. Um, Like a crowd junkie or yeah. something like that. Like a re- crowd reaction junkie. Yeah. The roar of the crowd, he's addicted to it. And it was her fault that he, she didn't stop him. Yeah, I so, love that. I thought that was... That was... Great. My promo of the year. So far. So far. Yes. Until Wednesday. With Jake Roberts. Oh, okay. I was. We'll get to that. I was gonna say why. It was. Um. I think that segment before we even touch on what happens. I think they um didn't plan it properly. Really? Because they started that segment with seventeen minutes left. Oh yeah. And it ended with three minutes left, and they went back to commentary. And then the show ended. And then they replayed it a few times. I don't think they like timed it out perfectly. Yeah. It just seemed a little like. Ooh, this is very long for just a final go home promo. Yes, but it's nice that they sort of let it breathe. Yes, that was nice where they didn't really, rush it. Yeah, it gave you some time at the end to really just sit there and, and let it sink in. Like, oh my god, he just RKO'd. Well, Beth Phoenix. She slaps him, right? Yeah, she slaps him, and then he milks the shit out of that and stares her down. And then she goes to kick him in the dick. Well, no, he calls her a bitch. Yeah, and like she goes to kick him in yeah, the dick. and she does, and then he just drops her. Hey, fair game. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> she hit him twice. We're, we're all about equality. We're here all about equality. Podcast. And Randy just was like, "You get one more, and then I'm gonna drop you." Yeah, and he did, and it was it was a solid RKO. Like solid that. Too. Yes, she 
That was a good one. That I was very good. How well Beth Phoenix played her emotions in that promo too. Yeah, like she was like crying she when she needed she to cry. Crying. She really looked like Randy was just annoying the shit out of her. Yeah, with all the she, bollocks he was talking. She knew that there was no way that she could come back at him. No. Like And it showed and she played it perfectly and I give her so much props for that. Yeah, cuz it was almost like she was flustered that she didn't realize that he was going to say all of this it's your fault thing. And she just was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> and it just didn't work out for her. But I thought that was a, a pretty good Raw. One of the better ones. Well, they've been doing okay lately. Yeah. I think it's only because it's Mania season. I think it was mediocre at best. I didn't think it was mediocre. I thought it was like, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10. I'll give it, I'll give it a six point four, maybe a six point seven. Okay, that's fair, that's fair because there were some a f- passing grade, but could be improved. Okay. Could be improved. Okay, that's fair. That's fair to say. I think the uh, Liv Morgan match, the promo by the Eric Rowan thing, needed more time. <laughs> Uh, the Eric Rowan things sort of dragged it down. The Alistair Black match dragged it down, and the Liv Morgan match dragged it down for me. And the R- Seth Rollins and um, Street Profits. Why? Because I wanted to save it for the pay per view. Uh, I, I feel like there'll be some tomfoolery then going on to Sunday. Yeah. Like, honestly. why would they give that to us now instead of Sunday? Yeah, I never thought of that, but. We'll see where they go. They, ha- uh, yeah. I was going to say they obviously have a plan, but that's a lot of credit given to them. That's raw. That's raw. Uh, do you want to do AEW first or NXT? Let's do AEW because you you watched it. I could not make it through AEW. I fell asleep, therefore I was not able to even get to NXT. So this is the Ethan show right now. Oh boy, uh, we start things off with John Moxley addressing the crowd. Oh, I did get, yeah, I got to the Jake Roberts promo, and that's as far as I got. So, uh, nice little promo there. Gets interrupted by Chris Jericho. Jericho says if he loses to Moxley, he'll leave for 60 days. When he was like, um, do you guys like the John Moxley era? And they went nuts. He goes, yeah, I think it sucks ass. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. And then uh, when the crowd was chanting it back. (laughs) Like, like, no, I eat ass. Did he say that? Yeah, he said that. Oh, wow, I didn't see that. Oh, they were beeping it. Yeah. They bleeped it on TSN for that one. It was a nice screw you type promo from Moxley. And they were saying, um, Fozzie sucks, Fozzie sucks. Because they knew, we know. After singing his theme song. I think, but this was like, oh, wow, he really is leaving. But we'll find out if he leaves later on in the show. When he's in that tag team match with Sammy Guevara against Moxley and Derby Allen. Well, he obviously lost. We'll get to it. All right. Uh, then we got SCU and Colt Cabana versus the Dark Order. Good, good, good for Colt. I'm glad he's here. Boom, boom. Colt Cabana. So, yeah, I don't really have a problem with the match, but the booking sort of confuses me. Well, first of all, they made a tag on the apron. They made yeah, three tags they, on the SCU apron. SCU does that a lot. I didn't understand. I was like, that's that's not a tag. Like, that's illegal tagging. They keep br- pulling on this exalted one thing. 
And I love the Dark Order. It's one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling right I'm now. I'm not a... Evil Uno is not very great in the ring, though. He's okay. He's just a... He seems like he's an out-of-shape so more. He's a more character guy than he's Yeah, a yeah. Uh, and I like how they gave John Silver and Alex Reynolds something to do. Dude, their little flurry midway through the match with, like, a stunner into a German, that little little uh, flurry was, like... Whoa, whoa, John whoa, Silver whoa. is also ridiculously strong for his he size. He is jacked. Yeah. He looks like a mini Tony Nese. They don't call him the, what's his nickname, Meat Man, I think is his nickname. Oh, because he looks like it. Yeah. Or sorry, he looks like a mini Pock. Yeah. Like, he is huge. He's huge. I like how it's giving them something to do because I like, I've seen some of their indie stuff. They wrestled as the Beaver Boys. I just realized now they didn't have the Minions with them. Yeah. I don't like that. They, they haven't had them for a while now. I like them with them though. Yeah. I think it. I think it just kind I of. I think builds. when the exalted one debuts, they'll bring all the minions with him. He should have a lot. Yes. With him, who do you think it is? Uh, so most people seem to think it's Matt Hardy now. I still, I'm still gonna go with Christopher Daniels. I don't think it's Christopher Daniels. No. No. I think. So I think there's a hierarchy of people who are part of the Dark Order. I think there's an exalt. I think there's going to be an exalted one, but I think there's also going to be subsidiaries below him. So I think Raven is going to be one of them. Raven. Yes. Ooh. I think Raven is going to be part of the Dark Order. I think the leader is going to end up being Matt Hardy. But I think there's also going to be Raven below him, and then one other person as well. The only thing I'm going to counter for the Matt Hardy thing is: Did you see his recent post? Yes, with the Young Bucks. Yeah. That's why I'm going to say... But it could be that the Young Bucks don't know he's part of the Dark Order. Oh, that's true. Well, you know, they could do that because I know Jeff is still in WWE. Yes. I don't know how much longer. He's not going to... He's going to be there for a while. You think? Yes. Matt's contract officially ended on the 1st of March with WWE. Well, I, can, I don't see Jeff re-signing with WWE if Matt's not there. Yeah, but his contract I don't think ends for a while. What, another two years? Maybe something like that. He can do stuff without Jeff. He's done stuff without Jeff in the past. I know, but it's more so I don't like... Because I don't really see them... I could see them using Jeff, but, but Jeff not can, being world champ. Jeff can be a face and not really a heel, whereas Matt can be both. Jeff can be a heel, though. Jeff hasn't proven to be a good heel in my eyes. I've never seen Jeff Hardy as a good heel. You've never seen him in TNA when he was a heel? I hated that. You hated that? I hated it. I loved that. Immortal Jeff Hardy, I hated it. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I was so pumped seeing him as a heel. I didn't like it. To each his own. To each their own. That's why you got different platforms to watch. But yeah, uh, I think I think it's still going to end up being Matt Hardy. But yeah, there's been uh, clips showing it could be Raven. I think it, I think Raven's going to be part of the Dark Order, but just not a not the head honcho. What about Abyss? Or is he a producer? Joseph Park is a producer in WWE. Damn, because that would have been, been cool. cool. He could have been like a muscle for them. So when Jake Roberts came out later, I thought he was going to be like a representative for the Dark Order. Well, he just said client. Yeah, I know, but I thought he was going to be like a representative for them. Like he, I thought he was going to come out. Well, you and know, say like the exalted one. You know that uh, you. that dude who is part of uh, Brandy Rhodes' little faction. Luther. No. You don't think so? No. At I all? I hope not. At least. Why not? I'm not a big fan of Luther. I haven't seen any of his work, so I can't I really... saw one of his matches. He faced Sonny Kiss on... Oh, Dark. Dark. Did he win? Yes. Was it good? It was, eh, it was okay. Who, is, who carried it, Sonny? 
it was sort of 50 50. okay he's an older wrestler right so yeah he looks like he's 40s he is he's an old friend of jericho that's why they signed him all right well i like sunny kiss though sunny kiss is a good wrestler i haven't seen him i've only ever really seen him in those battle royals at the beginning of aew like at double or nothing or all in yeah that's all i've really seen i don't think they have anything planned for him right now well i don't like not offending anybody but it's hard to find a real storyline for him yeah yeah and you can't go the anti-LGBT. No, you can't. So, I like obviously they're going to find something for him. I think, Velveteen Dream is doing an angle. Yeah. So maybe maybe go. And, it's not like it's. But far the thing at, is, Velveteen Dream is playing a flamboyant straight character. It's very flamboyant, like on the borderline yeah. of it. Sonny but is openly gay. He is gay. That's yeah. the problem. Because you've had Velveteen Dream in his rivalry with Roderick Strong going after Roderick Strong's wife. That's true. You can't have you can't really have Sonny Kiss do that. No, he can't. I don't know. That's one they their creative would have to think they're, about. They're for that sort one. of yeah. You can't go too far over the line. What do you mean? There's a certain line you can't cross with the LGBT stuff. No, you can't ber- like berate them or insult them or yeah. anything. Like that's well, AEW might make a few jabs in a promo or in a storyline, like with Sonny's discretion, of course. MGF is the only one who I could see actually doing something. Like well, that. MGF, he'll say things about kids in wheelchairs, man. So like that's not like it's far off. <laughs> he's so hated. I love it. He's a real heel. Yeah, he's a real life heel. He's a real life heel. But we'll talk about him when he has his promo later. Oh, first of all, though, Colt Cabana's Chicago Skyline finish yeah. with the Superman pin, phenomenal. He's got so many Phenomenal. Cool you got to see his New Japan stuff. His New Japan stuff's really good. Cool. <laughs> Even his Ring of Honor stuff. I've been a fan of his for a while. He did, uh, he, when he sprung off the ropes and uh, like he got up and was like, oh, stop it. Like, yeah, you guys, like, as so if he was funny. like, yeah, I did that. Thanks. Oh, my uh, recommendation for you is to search up his stuff with MJF on the indies. And Cole Cabana? Yeah, it's so funny. All right. Like they, they play this uh, like father-son type thing. Oh, my God. Colt actually does look like an older MJF. So they, they're in the middle of a match. Like They, they start playing catch and like doing like um, – it's so funny. All right. I'll look that up when I get home. That one uh, sounds good. So then after that, we got Big, squ- big Swole with the big squash on Leva Bates. Dude, that, that – um... Her finisher, dirty, yeah, dirty dancing. It's awesome. I thought that's what they said, but I was like, I'm gonna double check with you first. Yeah, it's called dirty dancing. It like that uh, rebound spinning clothesline, like Duh! it's really cool. I'm I'm so into Swole. She's, uh, she's married to Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I am very very into her. She is good. Yeah, I, I like how they're bringing her up the rankings. Swole, 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 Swole. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought. Uh, I think uh, I like Weva Bates. I don't. From a physical standpoint, like I don't. I find her very attractive. I don't. Uh, I'm sorry. I I not. She reminds me of Dana Brooke when Dana Brooke was with Charlotte. Oh, I thought you were gonna say when she was with Tedis Worldwide. No, no. I mean when she was with Charlotte, like very green and does not understand what to do in the ring. Yeah, she's not a great wrestler. No. And it's like, you don't do anything. Why are you not improving? But she's a big nerd, and I like nerds, so. Okay, well, there you go. There it is. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, because that, that match was certainly something that happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jake Roberts interrupting Cody's promo. 
fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, first of all, my favorite first of all, that tattoo. Oh, my God. (laughs) When I saw him come out and it was still there, I was like, okay. I thought it was, I know they made a post saying, look at his new ink. And I was like, nope, it's not real. There's no way it's real. It's so bad. It's so, it's not, no, okay. It's not bad. It's where it is that's bad. Uh, Why is the, what is his title? CEO or? Yeah. Why does, why does the CEO? I think. Vice president, regardless, he has that title and he has a neck tattoo. It's horrible. It's awful. Only his second tattoo? I, yeah, Visible I'm, tattoo, at least? I'm guessing his logic is that he wants it to be seen. So time. put it on your arm. I know. Your sh- like, no, but his thing is now it's seen at all times. It's that's, not a good reason. It's still an ugly tattoo in an ugly place. Yes, because to the uncommon person, they don't realize that that's the, the that's Rhodes so, symbol. So stupid. It's or dumb. the American Nightmare it's symbol. Dumb. It's a dumb decision. By a smart guy. Brandy Rhodes even came out and said, said she didn't like it. Said she didn't like it. So, like, Cody, you didn't think that one through. I think he lost a bet. He's going to be wearing scarves for the rest of his life. MJF scarf. MJF scarf. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, Jake Roberts comes out. Phenomenal promo. Very good promo. Ends says he's got a client. Uh, I have two predictions. I don't know which one it's going to be. Lance Archer or Brody Lee. Ooh. Brody Lee's Luke Harper. Yeah. Oh, that's actually clever. I think it's going to be him, that Brody Lee. Yeah? Yeah. I saw, I was looking on Reddit last night because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure either. I saw someone commented Lance Archer. Someone commented um, Brody Lee, and I responded Lance Archer. And I mean, not to brag, but I got like 100 upvotes. So. Um good guess that's yeah it's definitely it's definitely one of the two of them i would honestly i'd prefer Brody lee because i was a huge fan of luke harper in wwe yeah so one of the things that people were talking about that i thought is are either of them bad talkers because if you're a bad talker it's easy to put them with jake roberts because jake roberts is the best promo of all time arguably uh luke harper or sorry Brody lee uh he wasn't great i I don't know if i've seen enough of either of them promo wise to know if they're a good or bad talker. I've seen I've seen Luke Harper a little bit when I think, he was in the Wide family, and then I've seen I think that was tiny, near the end though. I've seen a tiny bit of Lance Archer and that that dude's intimidating as hell. So he's I've there was one thing in New Japan where he faced um Zack Saber Jr. and he said he was gonna eat him in the ring and shit him out. Oh wow. But he's got like this <laughs> intimidating voice. He's a huge guy, so. Oh well, if he has that presence, they might capitalize and be like, he doesn't need to talk if he's that. If he has yeah. the size and the presence, maybe he just needs a better voice. Yeah, because maybe pretty, he can cut a decent promo. And but I'm they want. Pretty sure Luke Harper's no compete is up either soon. done or about to be done. It's coming up soon because um, he never set. He never specified a date. Yeah, just said he was, was coming. January or February. Who, Luke Harper or Lance Archer? No, uh, Jake the Snake. He never specified I think he said the next day. week. Did he? He might have said next week. Oh, I didn't know. I, I might have missed that. I thought he never uh, specified a current date, but if it's next week, then it, and if it's Brody Lee, then it's... Oh, no, he said... He just said the dark side will encompass AEW. He will bring a client, and he will stand at ringside while that client battles Cody. And then Cody can even bring that... What did he call Arn Anderson? 
Like one a, trick pony. The one trick pony, Arn Anderson. I love how he kept calling. Uh, he kept saying "Hail Caesar" to Cody. Yeah, when he first brought that up, I was like, "Oh my god, he's losing his mind!" Like he doesn't realize he's in a promo. Like, yeah, but it worked though it worked, because no, he was saying like "Hail Caesar." Hail Caesar, because oh, Cody, you brought AEW. Like we should all kiss your feet. Yeah, and then he said, "He's not here for the full pie. He's just here for, for your Cody's." Slice. Yeah, and I was and like, then he left the promo with like. The best line of all time. It sent like shivers down my spine. It was so yeah. good. Not to sound like a mark, but oh my god, that's not a mark. Not I at was all. I was marking out because it was so good. It no, was it was like, great. It was a great finishing. They say never turn your back on. Wait, what is that? <laughs> never turn up. your back on someone you respect. The word in the words of a wise man: Never turn your back on a man you fear. Or a man you respect. And then he flips the mic. And Cody catches that and everyone was like, ooh. Walks off. That was awesome. It was a very good promo. That dude can cut a promo in his sleep. Yeah. I hope and I pray that he stays healthy. Well, he said he like fought his life to get yeah. clean now. He's been healthy for, I think. What was with the side of his head? Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand that either. It looked kind of weird. But he's he's been healthy for, I think, four years now. So I don't see that good, going good so. Him. Yeah. Thank you, DDP, for saving this man's life. DDP yoga. DDP yoga. Um, I hope all stays well with him and that this dark side character, whether it's Lance Archer or Brody Lee, lives up to the potential. They have Jake the Snake as their manager. So. Also, I think the person who isn't paired with uh, Jake Roberts is going to be paired with Butcher and Blade. I can honestly see either of them with him, yeah. with that group. So. I can see either of them with Butcher or yeah. Blade. Butcher and Blade, rather. Yeah, I could see that. Make them, because they got the bunny for the mouth. Yeah, just add another person to them. Ah, uh, that would be good, actually. But speaking of another trio, we've got the orange, we've got Chuck Taylor <laughs> against Pac. Oh, I wish I got to, I wish I stayed up for that one. I love Pac. Uh, I love that you're saying it the the incorrect way now too. What Pac? Pac, it's Pac. Pac. But I I think okay. I've just always we said Pac. Chuck Taylor versus Pac. Uh, it was it was a pretty good match. It was pretty much dominated by Pac, which was unsurprising. Figured. Unsurprising. Uh, Pac wins with the brutalizer. Then uh, he doesn't even hit the black arrow. No. Oh, he just goes right to the brutalizer. Goes straight to the brutalizer. Uh, then Trent and Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy come to save the day. The Lucha Bros come out. <sighs> the three of them beat the three of them up and say we're a trio now. You can call us Death Triangle. Are you kidding? The Lucha Bros and Pac are now a trio. Yes, called Death Dude, Triangle. They are going to run everything. I'm sorry, Inner Circle, you're in deep trouble with these guys. That is talent-wise... Stacked. Stacked. But I'm not a huge fan of the Death Triangle name, but I got to pull up Google Translate. I know um, Pentagon Jr. said it in Spanish uh, during the, like, Pac did a, Pac did a promo during the beatdown, like, at the end. And, uh, yeah, Pentagon Jr. said it in Spanish. So I got to... Give me a sec. Death triangle in 
Okay. Oh, Triangulo de la Muerte. And that means? Death Triangle. Oh, okay. But I think Triangulo de la Muerte. Sounds better in Spanish. That sounds like better than Death Triangle. Death Triangle. Death Triangle sounds like an 80s rock band. A failed 80s rock band. 80s like uh, metal band. Yeah. We are Death Triangle. Yeah, I could actually see that. Like, <laughs> But with this new trio, people are now predicting trios titles coming in. Well, New Japan has it. Yeah. So. Which pairs into my previous point about sticking someone with the Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, because there'll be or, a few of those now then. Or you can even pair MJF with the Butcher and the Blade. You can put no. Wardlow with the Butcher and the Blade because <clears throat> they're, all, they're all intertwined. Because well, they, Butcher and the Blade are MJF's hired goons, essentially. For that one time, though. Yeah, but essentially he brought them in. Uh, I, they could always go back to it, but I don't really think they would need to. And the Blade. And the Bunny. And the Bunny. Uh, then we got QT Marshall against <laughs> Jake Hager. Jake Hager's first match on Dynamite. Uh, Hager wins with a standing choke. Sort of unsu- unsurprising that he wins. Is a rear naked choke. Do you even know what that looks like? No, it wasn't from behind. It was in front. What? Wait, what? Do you remember uh, Braun Strowman's finisher when he... Oh, my God. When he locked up the arm, it was an arm triangle? Standing yeah, arm triangle? It was a standing arm triangle, but he didn't lift him. He just... Held him there? Held him there, yeah. He's an MMA guy. So oh, my God. That's because he won his first MMA fight with an arm triangle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait a minute, that's... Um, it was a standing choke, essentially. I don't know if it's an arm triangle. I don't think it's an arm triangle, now that I'm thinking about it's it. It's like... I think. It's I like know I know what it, I know what it is. across yeah. the throat, sort of, and then like this. Like a triangle. Maybe it is a triangle, I don't know. Okay, so that's... It was like a standing it's choke. It's head and arm choke, then. It was essentially a standing choke. Okay. Uh, then the inner circle, who accompanied Hager to the ring, Santana and Ortiz, mm-hmm. beat up... Um, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes, who came with him to the ring. Mm-hmm. And then uh, people come and make the save. Uh, first, we had, I believe Cody Rhodes came out. Yeah. Cody Rhodes came out to fend them off. Then um, they beat he, him up. Then Matt Jackson came because Nick and Kenny Omega are injured. Kayfabe, I think. Then they beat him him up, and then Hangman Page made the save. I saw that where he does his uh, the Buckeye. Yeah, he does the Buckshot Lariat, but he came out with the beer, and then um, Matt Jackson like looked at him, and he was like, "Are we okay?" Hangman Page flips him off, and walks out of the ring, just grabs a beer, and walks off. Oh, so Hangman's Hangman's done with the elite. Like clear, that's yeah, given. Clearly, he hasn't. Mended things since um, since Sunday match. or Saturday, Saturday, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was really it. Then uh, after that, we've got the main event with Inner Circle again. This time it's Moxley and Darby Allen against Jericho and Guevara. Uh, before the match even starts, where in the world is John Moxley? Oh, he's getting beaten up backstage by three guys in masks. Who are they? Well, it's Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager. Why are they wearing masks? Uh, Because I think they were fans. Like, they tried pretending they were fans. Then they beat him up. 
Oh my lord. Uh, Hager put him in that choke. That standing knocked, arm. That knocked out um, Marshall. Then, oh, it's a two-on-one handicap match now with Darby Allen against Guevara. And Jericho. Jericho, which, holy crap, Darby Allen held his own. Dude, Darby's amazing. I love Darby Allen. Darby Allen was incredible. One of my favorite spots, they made a tag, and Darby Allen goes back to his own corner and tags himself. (laughs) And then goes on like this. Goes uh, on a tear? Goes like on a, a tear. Like a hot tag? He hot tags himself, essentially. Uh, it, it was great. The, the finish sort of fell a little flat because... Wait, wait, wait. Don't skim past Darby Allen dying. Has that happened yet? No, I'm talking about it now. Oh, okay, just so checking. The, the ending sort of fell flat. Darby went for a tope suicida. And Jericho hit him with the Judas effect midair. Yeah. And he landed on his shoulder, sort of. Dude, he la- he squared him in the face with that. Yeah, but watching it live, I couldn't tell that he hit him with the Judas effect. It just sort of looked like he uppercutted him. Oh. It was only until they showed it on the replay right after that. And the commentators couldn't really tell either. Was it the camera angle as well? It was sort of the camera angle, and the commentators didn't really play it up as, oh, we hit the Judas effect. It was sort of like, maybe because oh, they maybe, oh, it was the Judas effect. Maybe because they didn't get a chance to really see it either. Yeah, but once you saw the highlight, it was cool. I feel bad for Darby because he injured his shoulder. One, two, three, Jericho and Guevara win. So he isn't leaving for 60 days. Oh, son of a gun. Played me. Then after that, uh, the doctors are trying to hold him back, but no, John Moxley comes to the ring after, after the match. All hell breaks loose. He beats up everybody. They all flee. Uh, oh wait, no, no, the, sorry. Solid notes, Ethan. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, then the inner circle take advantage of him, they bring him out to the stage, and then the three of Santana, Ortiz, and Hager powerbomb him off the stage through tables. Moxley? Yes. And that ends the show. So we're gonna get that rematch. Most likely, yes. Uh, Blood and Guts, is that just a show or is that a pay-per-view? It's a pay-per-view. They're going to announce the rules. It's most likely a War Games match. It is a War Games. Um, they Sneaky. They are sneaky with how they did this, by the way. I don't yeah, know if you it caught a, it. It was a Vince McMahon quote. What? That uh, set up Blood and Guts, like the name to Blood and Guts. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh. I'm talking about the actual match, the ring, the how the design. No. It has a roof on it. It's not. No, I did know that. It's not Different War Games. Different than WWE. Yeah, therefore... They are not stealing an idea. Well, no, WWE doesn't have the match trademark. Yes, they do. They have the name trademark. No, because um, MLW has done War Games matches. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought they had the rights to War Games. No, they have the rights to the name War Games. They don't have the right to the match. Oh. W- uh, AEW is putting the roof on the cage to differentiate themselves. Yeah, because that's the real War Games. Yeah. Real War Games has a roof. Yeah. Now we wait for that, like, do you remember in WCW they had, like, that triple cage? Yeah, I do actually remember that. That's coming up next. I No, it's not. No, it ain't. I can tell you right now, Tony Khan won't let that happen. All in all, that was AEW. Pretty good show. That sounded like a yeah, very good ending, too. Definitely better than Raw. Well, that's a given. It's two hours and it's... Three hours? Yeah, there's then a big... NXT. You said you didn't watch any of NXT? No, I never got a chance to, which is very disappointing. Um, because we're in Canada, we don't actually get NXT on TV. You'd have to stream it, and 
I was uh, indisposed last night, therefore I couldn't even make it through all of AEW without falling asleep. So, uh, yeah, moving on to NXT, I'll sort of go through it quickly. Uh, Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. In a steel cage? Match was pretty good. Loved the finish. What was it? Raquel Gonzalez. Oh! Trapped Dakota Kai, uh, Tegan Knox in the cage. Like, she was trying to go through the door. Yeah. And she, like, closed it on her. Like, wedged her. From the top. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, on top of the door. And yeah. The cell and, like, wedged her and stuck her. So, so she couldn't get out. So, and then Dakota Kai got out. Damn it. Which so that's not done. So we're going to get that at... Uh, that's going to continue. At Tampa. Uh, NXT Tampa. Then we had Chelsea Green beating Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, oh, I know. I wish Shotzi got that, but I can understand I'm, where they're I'm going. I'm a fan with... of Chelsea Green. I like Chelsea Green. Uh, she needs some work in the ring. She needs a little bit of work. But she's getting better each Shotzi week. Shotzi Blackheart's got an insane Dude, entrance. she's got an awesome end. She rides it on a little mini tank. Um, Moro tells us that uh, Damian Priest injured Dejakovic, and he's out week to week. Oh, with the, the, the knee shot? Hamstring hematoma, yeah, after Priest hit him with the thingy. With the nightstick. Uh, Keith Lee comes out. Cameron Grimes comes out. <sighs> Cameron Grimes says, You should be focusing on me and not Dajakovic and... Shut up, Cameron Grimes. Damian Priest, I like Cameron Grimes. Uh, I don't. Lee says next week he's going to give Grimes an ass whooping. Keith said that? Yeah. Next week he's going to give Cameron Grimes an ass whooping. He's going to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. If I see one more Spanish fly from or, from Cameron Grimes to Keith Lee, I'm going to lose it. It shouldn't happen. No way would that ever happen. I don't know, he's, or sh- a really, he's a really strong guy. Cameron Grimes is not strong enough to lift Keith Lee like that. No, he ain't. He's 180 pounds to 330 pounds. That's not possible. Okay. It drives me nuts. He's got to protect his size. He can't do that. Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense that, that they can't pick him up. Like, the only guys who should realistically be picking him up are Dijakovic. And yeah, that's maybe really it. That's probably it. In NXT. May, uh, may, uh, Killian Dane, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Killian like Dane. Big guys like that. Maybe if Priest can as well. Depends on yeah. what it is. Yeah, but... Uh, then we got Undisputed Era beating the 1-2s, Danny Burch and Oni Larkin. Nice match. Is this Kyle O'Reilly and... Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, okay. Uh, they're nice. Then they call out, um, the Broserweights. Oh, Riddle so... Riddle and Dunn come out. But then, the grizzled young veterans come out and lay them out. Lay out who? The Broserweights? Yeah. Ooh. Saying they, they deserve a shot at the tam- tag team titles. Then, grizzled young veterans stare down Undisputed Era. That would be one hell of a triple threat tag team match. Opening I, for TakeOver. I would all... That should be, be the totally opener. totally for that. Yeah. Uh, then we have Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Blair Pierce's doppelganger, Austin Theory. <laughs> Dude, Austin Theory's growing on me, though. He's He does need... He, all day. day. He's a little green still, but um, he's going to pick it up. I think he's going to be... He's uh, officially a heel now, which is cool. Oh, he knew that. Uh, he was a heel in Evolve. Yeah, he wasn't really... A, he was sort of iffy when they called him up, like they weren't really sure if they're going to heal or face. Now he's officially a heel. He's got to be a heel. Yeah. Uh, he hits him with the the launch, which is what he's calling his... Finisher, yeah. TKO. 
I want to see him go for a Taxia because that was his finisher in Evolve, and it's really complicated and really cool looking. He might he might wait for that for a I think takeover. That's, that's a super move now. Yeah. Then Johnny Gargano has a promo with Moro Ronaldo at the Performance Center. Holy crap, that was a really good promo. Johnny is a heel? Johnny is a full-blown heel. Moro says, like, why did you sneak attack Tommaso Ciampa? And Johnny goes, like, I was wearing a powder blue suit. I showed up to the arena. That's not a sneak attack. He knew I was there. He knew I was angry with him. That's not a sneak attack. And then he was like, um, Moro, you're a liar and a fraud. You need to admit to them that you're a liar. When I, when Tommaso Ciampa came back, you said daddy's home. But when I come back, you call me Johnny Trader or something like that. What? He's like, when, when did Moro call him that? When he turned on Champa. Oh, Johnny. Tra- oh, okay. He's like, oh, at he called me Johnny Trader, whatever he called him. But you said Daddy's home when Champa came back. You have to admit to them that you have a bias towards me. No, it's not. This, that's uh, the delusional heel. I like yeah. it. I like that. Okay. So yeah, Moro's just trying to get a why out of out, of, out of Gargano. Oh, they're probably gonna milk that for a little bit. And then bit, uh, yeah. right at the end. Well, he says, um, you know why. And then Moro leaves. And then he looks at the camera and he goes, we're going to do, he said, next week, him and Champa are going to do things the Johnny Gargano way. Don't even know what that Don't means. Know what that means. Yeah. I like it. Leave us with a little cliffhanger. Uh, then we had Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream in the steel cage. Roddy and Velveteen. This, oh, this yeah. rivalry is sort of confusing me. Because it sort of makes Velveteen Dream more heel and more and Roderick Strong more face when you think about it. Oh yeah, because he's doing the heel things. But it's cool to see a face do that. Yeah. Like but, he's playing the mind games instead of the heel. Like let's change it. It was a cool match. Then Adam Cole makes his way into the cage. Oh my god. Uh, but Dream beats him up. But Velveteen Dream ends up getting hit uh, by Roderick Strong. Roger Strong wins, but it's really because Velveteen Dream willingly sacrificed himself to get his hand on Adam Cole, to beat up Adam Cole. Okay. So they just, they got a pro. Yeah. Well, I can see the end of this rivalry. Velveteen's got to win this. Velveteen Dream let um, Roddy get out. Roddy get out so he could beat up Adam Cole. Would he go go out the cage door? I think he climbed out. Okay. Velveteen Dream closed the cage door. Like he had the opportunity. Oh, was like, nah, I'm going to beat no, the shit out of Cole. Yeah. So it's sort of planting the seeds for the breakup of Undisputed Era. Oh, like, you know, Adam Cole's going to be like, how could you just let him beat on me and you'd rather win the yeah. match than save me? Well, you know what? Um, I might have said this previously in an episode. I don't like it when Adam Cole, and this is what's always had it in the back of my mind. I knew they'd break up one day. Adam Cole, when he's with Undisputed and they get in the ring, and they do their whole, you know, they do the boom, but then they go in the ring, yeah. and Adam Cole still does his Adam Cole baby. Yeah. When he's with Undisputed. Yeah. Shouldn't it be like Undisputed baby? No, I like Adam Cole baby more. But he's with his group. I guess, but it's it's a saying that's stuck with him, and it's always going to stick with him. I just feel like it should have been changed for when he's with the group. Okay. Yeah, to each their own, but I I personally think it's over. And- oh, it's yeah, it is, it is, but. I just when I hear that I'm like, ah, I can feel that coming. Yeah, 
I don't want them to turn because I love Undisputed Era, and I want them to be together when they're on the main roster eventually one day. I feel like they'll. Th- this is like an NXT thing. Like the main roster knows who Undisputed is. Yeah, they've been on the main roster a little bit during Survivor Series around that build. Yeah, and I could see them breaking them up in NXT, yeah. and then getting back together later on in the main roster. They don't have that much time. These like they're not. They're not young. In the world, yeah. But I, we could also we could see Vince breaking them up. Not yeah. Vince. Triple H. It has to be right though. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be perfect. Otherwise, it's going to be like, come on. Yeah, I. I don't want to turn them. NXT, honestly, the past couple weeks hasn't been as good as AEW. So not they, really. They, no. They might do the that past... for the shock factor. No, 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 no. They can't, they can't, I would really don't think that would pan out if they, hey, ratings are down, let's just break up Undisputed. Yeah. Get one week out of it? No, 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 no. They, I, that wouldn't be very smart. So, uh, yeah, that's our thought on NXT. A uh, quick quip, uh, Randy Orton was watching AEW. Uh, when Jake Roberts came out, he posted a video on Twitter of him RKOing Jake Roberts. That's so funny. So it shows he was, uh, he was watching. Well, they're fans. Yeah, they're fans. Like, also, so before we close this podcast, we're gonna do a couple. We're gonna do our predictions. Uh, just a quick preview for SmackDown tomorrow. The NWO is gonna be a, on a moment of bliss. There's gonna be a multiple, Alexa. multiple man tag team match with all the tag teams from Elimination Chamber facing off in a. I think it's a six on six tag team match. If that's however many people there are, or four on four. It must be six on six. Oh my god, that's that. Uh... So dumb. That's really dumb. Um, <sighs> yeah. So before we get to our cap, I might. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip that one this week. The cap. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll skip it this week. Okay. We'll do. We'll do an axe on the cap this week. I won't do it then either. Just to cut the podcast a bit short. Yeah. Uh, Just let me let me get back to one hundred. Then I can. Yeah, we'll do we'll do our previews for elimination <coughs> chamber though. Yeah. You want to start things off with your first pick? Uh, well, we'll just. We'll oh just... wait, before then, sorry. Before yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, we didn't really talk about the monstrosity that was Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Goldberg. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. I love Bill Goldberg. Let's just get that out in the open. I'm a very big fan of Goldberg, but I'm gonna mute my mic and just let you rant. This will be fun. <laughs> okay, you people are in for a show right now. I'm a very big fan of Bill Goldberg. Uh, I think he, yeah, I realized, yeah, he just does squash matches, thirty second matches, but that's what he is. That's what he does. It's kind of like Brock Lesnar. Uh, so it's just. It's great always seeing him, but the moment that there there was really only a weak build to this feud, like Bill Goldberg was on the satellite live saying, you know, Bray's next. And then the next week they had a little bit of a face-to-face where he speared Bray, and Bray just runs away, making Bray look very weak. And people knew that either Goldberg was going to win in short fashion, or Bray was going to beat Goldberg in short fashion. So regardless, we were not going to get a full match. And the fact that they were just like, you know what? We got the best thing over in wrestling period. 
let's give the belt to a 54-year-old man. All, all to build for, almost swore there, all to build for Roman Reigns. I hate it because it's spear versus spear. Yes, Roman has a terrible spear. Goldberg has the best spear. And now they've buried Bray Wyatt. Okay, my turn to rant. Um, not only was that horrible, their setup on the next SmackDown with Bray Wyatt just appearing and pointing at John Cena, just as bad. It just it doesn't make sense. Um, just chiming in right quick, the Fiend should not point. No, the Fiend should attack. Okay, I explained this to my dad, the Bray Wyatt thing. My Brad, my dad knows like nothing about wrestling. I explained this rivalry with Bray Wyatt and Goldberg, and he agreed how stupid it was. You have a guy like Bray Wyatt, who's the most over thing in the company. You have built him up as a badass. You have shown he's impervious to pain. He's, he took, what, 15, 16 stomps from Seth Rollins, was all fine and dandy about it. He took finishers from The Miz, and he was fine about it, even in his like regular self. He's beaten up every single person that he's faced. Everyone. And it's taken multiple finishers to beat him. One spear and one jackhammer. Oh, a jackhammer. Three spears. Three, sorry. Still. Three spears and what people are saying is a jackhammer look to me more like a suplex. What? Three spears and one jackhammer. And oh, there goes... There goes the fiend. Uh, Seth Rollins even tweeted too. He's like, I should have used the jackhammer in my match. That's so, it's so idiotic. It's so stupid. It's so bad. I understand they didn't want to, oh, we don't want Roman losing at, at uh, WrestleMania. No. I know it's bad, but this is their theory. They're thinking. Their Austin theory. They're Austin. <laughs> um, I think in hindsight, it's smart. But uh, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. It's only because imagine if Bray were to win. No, no, turn it back on because I want your opinion on this. Um, imagine if Bray beats Goldberg, right? And yes. goes to Mania yes. and faces Roman. Yes. And Roman beats Bray. Okay, the only way this makes sense is if Bray isn't champion. But the, yeah, no, no, still. If Roman Reigns was the first person to beat Bray Wyatt, the, the crowd would revolt. The, okay, that's the why it's gonna revolt either way. I know, it's so stupid. But you're it's gonna be less. You're pairing Roman Reigns with someone who the crowd is gonna want to beat him more than they're gonna want Roman to win. It's ridiculous pairing him with Goldberg or with Bray Wyatt. But I think neither of them makes sense. No, no. But neither of them are gonna result in a positive <laughs> reaction for Roman. It's so stupid. It's so reminiscent of their previous attempted push at Roman Reigns. Oh, we found the nerve. <laughs> It's it's so reminiscent of their previous attempted push of Roman Reigns, which failed astronomically. But this way, it's probably going to be a little better because everybody is hating Goldberg because he beat The Fiend. Everyone's going to hate Roman Reigns I... more than they hated Goldberg for beating The Fiend. Oh, I don't know. I think if it was Roman beating it's The Fiend... booked so poorly. I agree. I, I think... Can you imagine by spending $6,500 on a custom Bray Wyatt championship belt Oof. with his face on it to lose the for him to lose the championship like a month after 
That's very true. That's very true. Now that you, yeah, I'd be. It very... doesn't make sense marketing. It doesn't make sense booking. It's horrible for ratings because Goldberg's not going to wrestle in a match other than the pay per view. Part time champions are horrible for Same wrestling. Same with Bray though. Bray wasn't going to wrestle. But Bray would show up every that week. Is, that's true. He has the Firefly Funhouse. He has an excuse to not be on the show because he does those awesome Firefly Funhouse skits. That's true. That's true. And he does occasionally do. He does occasionally pop up and yes, traumatize somebody. Yes, it but, just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I'm. S- You've never seen me this aggravated. No, this, this is hilarious. It's like we found a nerve. Horrible booking pisses me off to no end. Right. The, the Goldberg-Roman story doesn't need the belt. The this, Cena and Bray. I don't understand how you have a talent like Bray Wyatt and you have failed so many times with him. It's pretty Regardless clear. of the gimmick. You no. have failed. No. Regardless of the gimmick, you have failed with Bray Wyatt time after time after time. They failed with him when he was this cult, cult leader. But they didn't pull the trigger on him fully. That's exactly. why. Exactly. That's, That's why, why they failed on yeah. him. Then they made him this like spiritual figure, failed on him there. You bring back the Wyatt family, failed with him there. Well, they had it going well. Tried turning him face, failed on him there. Then he comes back with the Fiend, an awesome gimmick. He's finally over, finally wins the championship, fail on him again. Yeah, just not good. It sucks. It's horrible. I hate it <laughs> with a passion. I if um, you want to protect Bray Wyatt. Don't give him the championship. Well, I I think yeah, it was a little too soon to give him the belt in general. The only positive that's going to come out of this is he's going to beat Cena. Uh, yeah, he should. The I think though. Um, what they should have done is had Bray win against Goldberg. Yes. It's kind of conflicting because, like, the whole storyline with Bray has got to start at where it began with Cena, which was not Mania, but they had a match there. But this is not the point. Um, I would have liked to have seen Cena win his 17th title against Bray at Mania. I think that sounds much better than Roman beating Goldberg for the title. Okay. This is this is here's really, even here's even more that's gonna piss you off. Goldberg and Roman are main eventing. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You hate know it. they're going to. You might want to mute your mic because I'm going on another ramp. WWE has this tendency on the main roster for when they get someone who they book like with this huge undefeated streak, they've booked themselves into a corner by strapping them with a championship. WCW had that problem too with Goldberg back in the day, where. They gave him this undefeated streak and they st- stuck the title on him. Where when you book someone like that, that loss has got to be huge. Do you remember when Oscar was the SmackDown Women's Championship and she had that super long winning streak and then she ended up losing it to Carmella? That's how she ended her losing her winning streak. It was Money in the Bank though. That's how she lost. Yeah, but but she then had a one-on-one match with Carmella and, and lost. lost again. You book yourselves into a corner. By giving someone with an undefeated streak a championship. Because that loss... Well, Asuka, she made her undefeated streak all the way to Mania. Yeah. And then lost to Charlotte. Yeah. You book yourself into a corner with this. And that the only way that the person can realistically lose is to someone who's now getting a huge push. Someone who can realistically beat them. Or by having the title stripped off of them. When you have someone with an undefeated streak. What they've done... 
with this whole Bray Wyatt thing is they gave him the title early on and you've had him be this badass character who's impervious to pain. In the process of doing that, you've booked yourself into a corner because you've given him the title and you've shown that no one can beat him. You've had a guy like Seth Rollins who is at the top of the card shown, you showed, he can't do anything to Bray Wyatt. He can't hurt him. Can't do anything. You had Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, admittedly, yeah, he did do some damage to The Fiend, but he hit like three, four running knees in the match that he faced uh, Bray Wyatt in, and he lost. Yep. You showed that he's better than Seth Rollins. You showed that he's better than Daniel Bryan. And you showed you that him the title. showed that his human version is better than The Miz. Yes. But then you have a 54-year-old part-time wrestler in Goldberg come in and just squash him. Squash him. Yeah. Also, sort of side note, this is going to be the last point on this because I'm spending way too much time and effort on this. Isn't it kind of funny that a Jewish guy won in Saudi Arabia? I think it's hilarious. I bet you the Saudis don't even realize that. Yeah. There's the, they, they have no idea that Goldberg is a Jewish name. Not a clue. Sorry if we're breaking this to oh, Saudi yeah. Arabia. Uh, if WWE isn't getting that Saudi money anymore. <sighs> that's That's the rant. Uh, let's move on to Elimination Chamber. All right, we? picks. Got the match card right here. We got Women's Elimination Chamber. Safe to say we're both going Shayna. That's the easy pick. Yeah, Shayna all day long. Uh, Strowman in the three-on-one handicap match. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm just going to go Strowman. So I'd... my question with this is if the Nakamura team wins, who gets the title? Nakamura, probably. I want Sami Zayn to win. And Sami Zayn to get the title. But I know that's not going to happen. No. They're not going to clear Sammy. I feel like game. Sammy is going to so get the... for that sake, I'm going to go to with Braun Strowman. I feel like Sammy's going to take the pin, though. Or Cesaro. It's Sammy's not going to be Shinsuke. Sammy's definitely going to take the pin, which is going to set up a Strowman, Nakamura. A mania. Or maybe throw Sheamus in that, too. I've actually heard that they're going to do Sheamus and Brian for mania. Because Brian's not really doing anything lately, and they're going to reminisce the You're whole... He's got a huge rivalry with Drew Gulak going on. That's pre-show. Yeah, hey, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Who do you got? Is that actually on the pre-show? It might actually be on the okay, show. I'll go with Daniel Bryan if they're actually having a match on the pre-show. Oh, <laughs> Drew Gulak, man. No, okay, I'm no. going Daniel Bryan, obviously. Come okay, on. Okay, then we got the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. In the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. We have Miz and Morrison versus New Day versus Heavy Machinery. Usos. Uh, we got Rudolph. The Lucha House Party aren't in it. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah. Once Dorado and Grandma Talik. Really? Because all I'm seeing is Miz and Morrison, New Day, Heavy Machinery, Rudolph, and the Usos. That's five teams. Oh, for Frank. Well, it might as well be five teams. It's not like they're going to do anything. Are you kidding me? High Flyers in an elimination chamber? That's a perfect combination. Yeah, they're, they're just, obviously not going to win, but they're going to. No. They're going to. Okay, fine. They'll have some they're spots, gonna some and they're going to be out. Um, I'm still going to go Miz and Morrison. Yeah, that's probably a safe pick. I don't want to go completely identical to you, and you're probably going to sweep this week because I'm going to go different. But So you're saying I'm going to win again? Yeah, I'll go New Day, just because I don't want to be completely identical. Don't pick New Day. Pick someone else that. No. Pick, meh. No, I'm going New Day. Uh, Is that locked? Okay, we're going to have identical picks, but I'll go, fine, I'll go Miz and Morrison because they're going to win. Hey, if we tie, we tie. We tie. Okay, I'll go Miz and Morrison. Okay. Uh, next match, I have Street Profits. 
Yeah, I have the Street Profits against uh, Miz and Murphy. Yeah, Not have, Miz and Murphy, Seth and Murphy. Yeah. Uh, then I have Black beating AJ Styles. With a taker uh, run. Uh, yes. Not a run-in. I'm just going to say the lights are going out. Yeah. I have uh, Black Mask. Or, or after the match. I have uh, during the match. Because okay. the lights are going to go out. They're going to come back on. And Black's going to hit him with that Black Mask. And then I have uh, Andrade beating Humberto Carrillo. Really? Yes. You think they're going to save that for Mania? I think it's going to be a Fatal 4-Way match for Mania. Oh, that's right. Okay, now that you said that, I'm just going to go with Andrade. I was going to go with Humberto until you said the Fatal 4-Way, which I can see them doing. I think doing. they're going to have the babyface win at... At Mania. You know what? It's probably going to be Ray at Mania. I don't think so. Okay. I, I could see them doing pulling the trigger with Humberto. If, um, it, it all depends on how they build him up until Mania. Yeah, and... Dang, I hate his theme. Humberto? Yeah, it's just like, it's too much going I miss, on. I miss uh, Galegas. Galegas. Also, are they doing anything with the wo- SmackDown Women's Championship? Bailey? Yeah. They might set Oh up my some- god, are they actually they actually don't have anything for her. They might set something up on SmackDown. That's Oh, t- she she faces uh Naomi, doesn't she? Oh no, she faced Naomi at Super Showdown. Uh it might be a triple threat. M- oh my god, Naomi and Carmella? No, Naomi and Lacey? Yes. We'll see. We don't even know if it's going to be We don't even show. know what they're going to be. Yeah. It's going to be some combination of Bailey, Naomi, Dude, that's Carmella, terrible. Bailey's reign has been such a joke. Sasha Banks, maybe. Because they don't have anyone strong enough on the SmackDown. They have games. nobody on SmackDown. Shayna Baszler should have been called up to SmackDown, realistically. Yeah, but they want to do Becky. But, in. yeah, she she could only really be called up if they had a strong face. Yeah. Women's champion, which they don't right now, and they don't really and have And Shayna strong... would eat Bailey. Yeah, they don't really... They both look too similar as well. Shayna and Bailey? Yeah. No, they don't look alike. They have the same haircut. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Bailey looks like a PG Shayna Baszler. Okay, that's fair to say. But, like, Shayna's got the longer hair when it's wet. Yeah. But, yeah, they do have similar gear now. That, yeah, they both wear the pants. They both have, like, the sports bra look. Yeah. No, yeah. Bailey is a PG Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Baszler. Because Shayna would eat, wipe the floor with her. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. That's, that's our return episode. We dove into some stuff we had to get a lot off our chest gotta, apologize uh, again for time off and apologies if i sound nasally uh yeah uh we're gonna have next week off as well we're taking our uh, we're gonna we're gonna chat shit about that one actually and we'll we'll let you guys know or yeah we're having our reading week uh blair most likely is going to be live tweeting elimination chamber absolutely i will be uh, I hope you've been seeing him more vocal on uh, Twitter. Also, a quick shout-out to the Walmart guys. Oh, my Lord. Uh, getting booked by Joey Janela. I for, uh, uh, sent them a little tweet. If they ever need two more workers, Ethan and I will. Yeah, shout-out to them getting booked by Joey Janela for WrestleMania weekend. Really? Yes. Dude, their guys are going to kill it. Yeah. Those guys are so fun to watch at Walmart and McDonald's. Like, <laughs> yeah, Shout-out to them. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. Be sure to give us a follow at People's Podcast. People's Dot Podcast. People's Dot Podcast. On Instagram or on Twitter at People's Podcast, too. You can find each of us. We're not going to say our social medias because... We're not important. We're not important. The podcast is the important. The podcast is important. Anyway, all of y'all, take care. Be square. No, no. Oh, take, qu- take care. Comb your hair. Spike your hair. Oh. So close. <laughs> We'll talk to y'all later. All right, Mamba out. Au revoir.